Welcome everybody to a emergency broadcast tonight. Uh, the He's on Fire podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we have a lot to talk about here. Some breaking news. Uh, let's just bring Amit in. Amit, we have acquired Jordan Goodwin, man. How are you I feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be Archie Goodwin, bro. Uh, You're yeah. right? Yeah, dude. Fucking uh, go back. No, but all, all kidding aside, uh, we have acquired Bradley Beal and Jordan Goodwin uh, for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and a handful of second-round picks. Um, I was at the lake. Uh, I had no reception for most of the day. And then uh, when we kind of got close to the dock, I checked my phone just to see, you know, everything's going okay uh, back at home. And uh, I saw the news and I couldn't stay in my seat. I was absolutely excited and stoked. Uh, what was your reaction to seeing the news on it? I mean, I, I, knew, I knew it was a possibility uh, after the last couple of days, a lot of like just Twitter talk, you know, talking points about it. And then um, I kept thinking, like, does this really, like, do we need to do this? Like, is it going to, like, is it going to mess up continuity, blah, 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 all these sort of things. And then, you know, especially with Kevin Durant's history with doing this in, in Brooklyn. And then I was like, no, nah, dude, this is, this is Booker. This, this is, this is something else. This is not that, that thing that, every, that, you know, and we'll get into it. Cause I have a lot of haters See, texting me about this. And he goes off last and he gets it to go. Bradley. Sorry, uh, I'm just putting yeah. on Bradley Beal uh, highlights uh, from this year, uh, just since uh, uh, just to have a plan in the back. Yeah, and I did the same thing when I, when we did the trade because I had to remember because I, I know he likes to go to the rim and finish, but the mid range game, the just yeah. floaters and, yeah. and finger rolls and all those sorts of things. And man, I dude, if this if the three of those guys aren't averaging like. 22 23 uh free throw attempts a game then the league is totally rigged yeah let's just talk about the last few days of this whole bradley beal thing so literally in a span of 48 hours we went from us not being part of you know the conversations just because it didn't seem realistic then it went to uh, Shams coming out and saying like, "Hey, like the finalists are Miami and Phoenix, and like uh, there's already been offers in play, and all of us were talking. Uh, uh, all the Suns media personalities, uh, we were trying to figure out how this would work financially. It is kind of like irresponsible considering how much Bradley Beal is getting paid, but." Uh, like, yeah, you look at the whole picture of what's going on right now. Uh, like his agent is like the, the brother or the son of, uh, the, the, the GM over there. Uh, there's a connection, uh, to begin with Beal and book have been, uh, close throughout the years. Um, like, uh, it just seemed a, a lot was kind of going in our favor, uh, to a certain degree and uh like everyone was talking about it like Beal on like everyone was like Beal on this team would be crazy but no way it happens because Miami just has a better package I feel like if Miami would have put in Tyler Hero uh, it would have made the offer a little hard to deny but hey the no trade clause man Bradley Beal that's what it was that's all what it was yeah you wanted to come to Phoenix 
Yeah. He, uh, you know, Kevin Durant talked highly about him, called him a Hall of Fame player uh, previously. Um, obviously, we know Booker. I mean, Booker said he said it. He's like, I'm bringing the super team here. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere for super. And he did it, bro. He brought CP3 here, which led to this deal, and then on top of the Kevin Durant deal. So he's the one that brought. He legitimately did it. For I mean, obviously James Jones did all the the dirty work, but like, it's all because everyone wants to play with Booker. And why wouldn't yeah. you want to play with Booker? Right. He's it, not it, selfish. No, and none of these guys are selfish. Like, Buck Kevin, is the Kevin, perfect one or two, you know? So, it's, yeah. Yeah. And he could, he could be either one, right? And and that's the thing. Like, he doesn't have a problem with that. Same with Kevin Durant. Bradley Bill had to play alongside um, John Wall. And I don't know. Did you watch any of those when, that, when they had those two guys? I mean, they were really, yeah. really good together. But the rest yeah. of the team just didn't fit. And then when it got to playoffs, you know, John Wall, he, he took over way too much. And he just wasn't that dude you know mm-hmm. yeah man it um uh, oh shit hang on. and coming to the stage coach evan b uh what is going on uh yeah now we have you know the main crew here uh evan do you hear us absolutely you guys hear me okay yep, yep. yeah we we hear you all loud and clear uh first reactions to seeing the news of bradley beal uh, coming to Phoenix, what were they, man? I mean, sorry, I was sharing everything. Uh, everybody like and subscribe to the podcast and all that fun stuff. Please keep doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we're about to have a hell of a season in front of us. Uh, I mean, initial reaction was just pure excitement. But before we get into that, what you guys were talking about when it comes to uh, Bradley Beal and what he was with John Wall, like, I don't think of Bradley Beal the past four-ish seasons. And what I mean by that is it wasn't meaningful basketball per se, right? Uh, Last year was, I think he played 40-some-odd games is the stat that I saw, Um, but it was a tank year. Uh, The year before that, yeah, he did have an injury. But then the two seasons before that, they were like COVID years. Uh, John Wall getting hurt just completely derailed it. Russell Westbrook coming in um, obviously is only a fit in the Clippers, it seems like, right? So you look at when Bradley Beal played with John Wall, and if I'm not mistaken, I wanted to look it up before I came on, but it was like game six or game seven, uh, or, or a six-game or seven-game series against the LeBron James-led Cavaliers, and they they took him to the brink, if you guys remember that. like That was a dope series, and the Wizards were that next team, and you saw Wall and Beal together, and it was... It was incredible, man. It was so much fun to watch. And then he turns into a 30-point scorer. Like, he still is that dude. I just want everybody to know he still is that guy. And I know that these these names, Beal, Booker, Durant, you know, that's a lot of sexy names, right? And that's a lot of salary cap. But when you have an – when you have the ability to go get players – that can create their own shot at a high, high, high percentage clip and that are bona fide all-stars in this league, you do it. I, I, Again, I understand people freaking out about the fit not going together, but these are superstars. But also, here's the X factor about all these three, three superstars. Other than scoring titles and uh, yada, 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 all that stuff, What what's the one common thread that these superstars have that other superstars superstars sometimes do not. No egos. Bingo. 
these are three superstars with no egos. Well, I would I'll are, even these, take it a step further than that. I, I, beyond that, like if you go back to Kevin Durant, James Harden, and and Kyrie, those were three guys that needed the ball, and that well, at least two of those guys needed the ball and really couldn't do anything outside of not having the ball. They could spot up and shoot, and and Kyrie was a really good spot up shooter, but um, they just they 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 all needed the ball in their hands. And yeah, like Harden, he would diss the ball. He was averaging ten assists, you know, working with the, with those two guys, but. Ultimately, like this is totally different. This is a scenario where if you have two of these guys off the ball in motion, there's like a million. It's like it's like, you know, Dr. Strange sitting up there. There's like a 10 million scenarios that can happen when they get the ball in terms of passing, shooting or getting to the rim. Like there's just ultimate. So like this is not a 3-0. This isn't like those big threes where there's a big player like a Shaq and a Kobe and a someone else or, you know, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. And uh, Paul Pierce, this is like three guys at various heights with the ability to do the exact same thing. Yeah, perfectly said. And the firepower that's going to bring, you know, when we had Book and CP, we always had to stagger them, right? That was always, yeah, now you can stagger one guy all the time. Like all the time, you will always have somebody in there. And then you're going to sub in two other all-stars, right? One of them being six foot 11. Just, it's, it's just amazing that people find this trade like it's a bad move for Phoenix. I am stunned. Somebody brought up the compare. Somebody brought up the comparison of when the Lakers added Carl Malone and Gary Payton to this. And I was, they went to I was the just like, I'm, I, I'm done. They went to the finals, that team. They went to like, the finals, on. and they were aging superstars on a one-year deal, not potentially yeah. two to four years together. Right. And it I think, I even... believe, if I remember correctly, Carmelo blew his ACL, like, in the in the playoffs, too. So he wasn't even there for the finals, uh, if I remember right. But, yeah, no, this is not even close to that. And, dude, I have – I mean, we all know. Like, you're on Twitter, but I, my, I have friends that are New Orleans fans, Dallas fans, uh, Lakers, obviously, all of them giving major hate. Not hate, but like, oh, Good. you know, when did, when does a super team work? And I'm like, almost all the time. <laughs> like, that's what we call them, super teams. That's where that comes from. Yeah, You don't call it a super team unless they win a championship. Isn't it... Isn't it good to finally have our turn and it's at the very end? Is there some poetic justice to that to a point? Like, this is going to be the last super team created due to salary cap stuff, and we get to do it. Yeah, I'm so happy, dude. There's, we have two to four, three to five years of this. And I mean, you're, I'm just talking with KD. Beal could stay here for the next six to eight years. Book is still only 26. And Book, Book could be even here though, for another Even though he's years. on his max, he hasn't even hit his super max. He hits Bro. his super max after the next season. So, like, I mean, it's wild. It's it's wild where we're at right now. Because honestly, like, you know, Booker is the center of this universe, right? For whatever the Suns do, and the fact that he can just continue to bring guys, like, let's say KD gets hurt, injured, leaves his contract, there's gonna be another player that wants to play with Book. You know, uh, it's just gonna continue. And now with Ishbia paying these players, paying the coaches, like, it's just the this is like, a, it's it's the West Coast Heat, in a way. Yeah. And I'm for it. 
<laughs> I'm for it. Yeah. Do you, the other thing that concerns me, uh, or that doesn't concern me, is getting a bench. I mean, why are we worried about a bench right now? Like, doesn't that part just figure itself out as free agency and the draft progresses? Like, you Forget don't that. think they have it's a plan? It's also buyout. It's also buyout market at the end towards trade deadline. Oh, we ain't like, gonna we be have... able to. We're not gonna be able to do that, though. Remember that if we're over the one of the tax uh, aprons, we cannot do that. I, I think it's over the second, but I'm not sure if we go over the second until book hits his supermax. I'm not a cap expert, so I don't know. I, with it, how it's constructed right now, from what I read, we're like six point seven million away from getting okay. that second one. So, so no, we will not have that. Okay. Either way, even if we don't, Denver ran it with seven guys. They were high quality players, but they had seven players. That's all you need. Right. You need seven players who can play. Right. I want to acknowledge this real quick. Um, last season, after the uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, debacle, and we we're talking about how we can shake up this team, and two players that we talked about with we had John on, we had uh, Jay Ness on. We, it, it, it was all three of us and Randy uh Suns fan randy and we talked about two players uh that we can add to this team it was kevin durant and it was bradley beal and <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, like y'all remember that you're shit? right yeah. yeah yes we did yes sir so it, it's just crazy how full Oops. circle this is now and now we get another 30 point per game score and the thing is, like, on J.J. Reddick's podcast, he talks about he, – he does a lot of Batman, uh, like, metaphors and analogies and stuff. Like, this guy's Batman, this guy's Robin, and then there's always the Alfred, and every championship team needs an Alfred. And you can uh, draw a parallel to, like, the Milwaukee Bucks. I said on our TikTok, Drew, uh, that uh, Bradley Beal can be our Drew Holiday. He can be that, that missing – piece that we needed that scoring punch that uh that tenacity that 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 presence uh been there done that sort of guy he hasn't been in the playoffs for a few years but but dude like i know he's gonna bring it in the regular season i know he hasn't played a full season in like literally forever but i mean whatever oh it's happening this year yeah it's happening this year it's it's a winner go home dude and we can't mess around, and now we have a full off season to mess with this roster. And why is everybody acting like we're not gonna like bring back like Jock and TJ Warren or Tory Craig or like like all these guys? Like I know we only have like four guys under contract right now, but we're at least getting three or four back from last year's roster. Probably and there's Josh a lot Curry. of guys. There's a lot of guys that are gonna want to play with this group. You know, like oh, Dante Divincenzo that might want to swing it over. The way that the cap is structured now, like. Those mid-level guys, those like twenty, ten to twenty million dollar players, they're going to be like strapped because teams yeah. aren't going to want to spend to get four or five of those guys, right? They're going to want to spend the money on some superstar players. So I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity for under mid-level exception players that want to play with the Suns and willing to take a lower contract to do it for like a one-year deal. Check check this from Westville. This is one hundred percent accurate. That D grade was ridiculous. Like. Chris Paul, who was out again in, in the playoffs, who didn't even play, a guy we can't depend on, aging superstar like no other, he gets traded for Landry Shamit, dude that can't shoot half the time and was getting lit up on defense, and we traded for an all-star. 
you and saw you that gave Bill that Simmons a D. Shit? What? You see that Bill Simmons shit? Oh yeah, I saw absolutely. That. I saw that. I mean, look, like, I, like, th- okay, if that's the case, like, what grade do you give like the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers? Because right. like, because like that was, I mean, yeah, they won a chip, right? And they and they got to the Western Conference Finals this year. Maybe if he doesn't get hurt, maybe they go another year. Maybe they can go next year. But like, you do that trade. Like, what are you talking about? And this was like not even assets. These weren't assets. These were literally contracts that we gave up. That's it. Contracts. So, like, are you if anywhere in the world you think that this isn't even if any logical person you can call it a B, a C, a D, whatever, but you'd say, yeah, you do the trade no matter what. You just do that trade. Like, there's no question that you don't do that trade. And the fact that that it's even available to you at that point without giving up first round picks, I think they get did a couple of first round swaps, but it doesn't like they're not gonna swap with us because they're gonna be they're going to be in the, in the lottery. We so like we traded for someone that wants to be here. That yeah. shows us. Yeah. Like that. There's a lot of onus on that too. That everyone's just like, I don't like the fit for Phoenix. Like, <clears throat> you sure? You talking about all these open three pointers from KD and Booker down the middle, and you got who? Who did we have last year shooting threes? Terrence Ross every once in a while. Ish, Ish Wainwright, Josh Okogie, yeah. and now you're passing it to Bradley Beal. Wide open, come on! In the corner, yeah. I mean, it, you, I don't, I don't understand. Like, yeah, people can say, the, "Oh, the fit." Even if that was the true, right? Okay, so that that Kevin Durant super team in in, in Brooklyn, they were fourteen and seven. They only played seventeen together, seventeen games together. And they're fourteen and three in those seventeen, games, right? And they just went one on one on one. Everyone took a turn. With this yeah. three, is would you do one on one on one with this three versus like Jalen Brown and, J- and Jason Tatum? Exactly. You know, like yeah. this is like you can't get a better group of three guys. I would with, want them to just with Kevin Young drawing up the plays, Amit. So it's not like yeah. we're going to see some crazy, weird offensive whatever scheme that's going to be coming in here. No, you're still going to be saying the same shit, yo. Do y'all yeah. do y'all remember uh, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges when they were in the corners and they started they just started getting the pump fake down and driving by and starting to create and that's when everything opened up for Mikhail. Yeah, this is that on steroids. He's going to be doing those things, except now he can pass back out to Booker and KD. Like people don't under, understand and realize that all these defenses are going to be playing catch up. Every single time down the floor, you guys. That's and, the thing. These are all playmakers off the dribble, too. And, and good luck if you're putting your second defensive player on Booker, right? Because you're going to have to put your best one on KD. Yeah, it's probably going to be the third yeah. best defender what, at this yeah. point. Yeah. What if your best two defenders are between – is your point guard and your two guard? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what Who's going like, to go on what, KD then, too? That's what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're, it's just over. It's cooked. Then you're going to end up with like a Mason Plumlee or something on 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 KD, and he's going to cook. Them. This is this is the most firepower for a big three I think we've ever seen. When I mean firepower, if you look at LeBron and Wade and Chris Bosh, was Chris Bosh a complete shell of himself when he got there because of the style of play? Yes. Yeah. Was LeBron and LeBron and D Wade those dudes in their prime? Obviously, obviously. But firepower: Booker, Beal, Durant. I, I would I would say that all three of those guys the, are better shooters than D Wade and LeBron were, for sure. About for sure. The, the only thing I would say is 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 a more explosive or a better offensively potentially is is a uh, is Steph Clay and, and KD. But that was a style. 
right? Like that was a, top. That was a so stop. top two. Can we get top two? Yeah, that that's top. Definitely top two. Stephen Clay and Booker and Beal. I don't know, man. We're, this is we're gonna find out. But also, that was KD in his prime before thirty years old too. Yeah, and plus Clay doesn't have like an offensive bag like Booker does. He just yep. doesn't. So like you, that kind of. And we're like, we're talking pure firepower, not talking defense. Obviously, pure firepower. Yeah. yeah just but fire. then again, Clay Clay can play. Clay lit it up at that man. time. He had, he like could light seventy it up points at, at with nine yeah. dribbles or something. Oh yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um. Also, have you guys done any homework on Jordan Goodwin? Yeah, you want me to bring up highlights? I, I haven't pulled up. Uh, yeah, or send them to me. I got like super fast internet for, with upload speed. If you're, yeah, I got you. Your your other ones seem to be lagging just a little bit. If you want to send me a link or anything, I can I can throw it up too. Um, so it's not like we're trading, you know, three players, four players for one. Also, we literally got two for two. He will be on the roster next year, probably. He's a low low salary dude. I think I saw one eight, one point nine. I haven't done much homework on Jordan Goodwin. I've seen a few highlights. He looks lengthy. I I like him as a development piece, right? Between that yeah. uh, eleven to fifteen man on the roster. Hopefully, we can sign Darius Baisley to that as well, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Like I would, like honestly, the most of the guys that we have, I would run it back with those group because I think Tory Craig is important for this team. Uh, um, all of a sudden, Tory Craig's super important, isn't he? Yeah. But he even before that, like when we had injuries during the season, like he was holding it down. Yeah, you know, in, in multiple positions. Um, you know, I, I always like Jock because I think Jock can do something to um, to Jokic that not a lot of other centers can do, which is like make him run the court and po- and guard in the post. You know, he's just forcing him to just move. So I love I, lo- I love the idea of just bringing Jock back. I love the idea of bringing Busy back. Um, there's obviously we have the Aiden possibility of trading that for pieces too, if we really needed to do that. But uh, oh, we'll know, get into that, baby. Don't you worry. But we have until the trade deadline to do that. At this, point. I mean, we knew that before. Like, we got to see what he can do with Frank Vogel, and then um, if, if he's not if he's not engaged, if he's not putting up the same level of defense, if he's not um, just kind of molding to these other guys, then we can we can move him for for pieces. But they have to be playoff pieces. So, here is the Phoenix Suns' newest member as well. Um, see, these are all highlights I haven't even ever seen before. We're, so, we're, I'm watching these raw right now. I mean, yeah, this is de- this is definitely a guy we can develop, right? Yeah. He has a quick yeah, we, uh, first step. He athletic quick. Yeah. Something we didn't have last year was quickness. Yeah. He's a combo I'm- guard. Is what I was reading from most uh, Wizards people. Yeah, shooting guard and point guard. Perfect. Yeah, sounds right up our alley. I mean, we'll see, dude. We'll see. Like we've seen these videos of like Dwayne Washington and Shamit and Baisley, and none of those, and even this guy's cousin potentially Archie Goodwin. Like they look good, but <laughs> is it can they can be consistent? So yeah, we'll like, see. That's, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, he's under under contract, right? It's nothing. He, he's a team option. We can cut him at the end of the season. We can probably cut him during this, during the season and, and you know lose the cap money, but you know it's nothing for Matt Ishbia. This dude's spending like wild. Uh, so uh, this guy um, he averages forty five percent from the field, ab- uh, about thirty three from uh, three, but he's only uh, attempting three threes a game, and that and that's with the Wizards' offense that you know uh, they don't put up a lot of shots. So um, he looks like a heady player. 
Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's not out of he's not out of control. I like it. He gets boards, he gets assists. Yeah, I'm I mean I'm cool with it. Huh. So getting that guy now puts us at seven players. Is that what it is? Yeah. Six. Six with camp campaign, DeAndre Ayton, and then and yeah, him. Uh we still have the rights to Darius Baisley. I'd like to see us bring Darius Baisley back just for the fact that we have the rights to it. It's a lower contract. Another young guy. Let's put him at an eleven to fifteen spot too. I, I think he has potential to develop into something, you know. Um, you might as well, but uh, you know, and I think also it's probably good for continuity. And that, that's actually big. Been my biggest concern with this whole thing is that are we going to have enough continuity to keep it together for the playoffs and and moving forward um, in the playoffs? So, you know, it, it's a because we did the KD thing. We had eight games and we went to playoffs. You know, we faced against the eventual champions. We won two games. Potentially, like if you had Bradley Bill other than Chris Paul, you might have won at least one more game. I think that game uh, two where, where, um, or any of those games like CP3 missed, but game two where yeah, I think he missed, he missed the second half of that game when Kevin Durant couldn't make shit, like just throw it to Beal. He can do something for you. So, like, yeah, I mean, Anyway. And he's more quickness, man. It, another yeah. another guy yeah. that had a quick first step. I mean, that was something we were missing drastically last year was our athleticism was way down. Yeah. It so, was. Defense fell off a cliff. And, like, if people are also saying that Beal doesn't play defense. He hasn't had to in, like, three, four years. 90% of defense is effort. And I, I think mean, the effort. I feel like. I feel like he knew with Frank Vogel being the coach and championship aspirations, yeah. he knows what he's getting into. I, you know, these players know each other. They play, they played with him on Team USA together. They all played together, right? Yeah. They know each other. Guarantee you, he plays defense better than a lot of people think he does too. Yeah. So we're we're gonna be in for a surprise there. I'm really I'm really looking forward to Vogel and his and his staff, man. And but we haven't talked about this staff either. This staff is is going to be ridiculous. I'm really happy with all the names that they're putting around him. Um, but DeAndre Ayton, that's kind of the next thing. You guys want to get to DA? You got any more thoughts on Beal, real quick? No, let's go to DA. Yeah, Theo. What do y'all think? Is he staying or going? We have to flip him now. Right like now, it. you think? Yeah, right now. We can't wait till the the deadline. He's heating up. I'm going trade deadline. I think you got to keep him. No, I think rejected. I mean, it's just it's a matter of you don't have like if you if you depending on what you get back, even even if what you get back is is somewhat defensively at a better or somewhat at the same level, like you you don't know like what DA can provide offensively, especially with this team. Like I was watching Bradley Bill highlights, and he is just he's finding uh, Montrezl Harold on so many like just pick and roll cuts and things like he's, he's actually a really solid passer. Uh, is. So, Oh yeah. Uh, maybe he's the guy that can unlock Aiden. I don't know. I thought, I thought KD could, but he just was disengaged. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with Monty. So we have a new coach. Why not just see what happens? There is, you're, you're sounding a little muffled on it. Are you hearing that too, JJ? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. He yeah. sounds just, okay. a... sorry. Oh, there, that was better. That's better. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Like my thoughts is, 
Uh, Evan, I don't know if you can pull this up on your end real quick, but uh, the 2023 free agencies as center position and how many names are available. Um, there's just too many names to kind of just look away from. Uh, there's at least seven guys that I feel like would love to come here. Uh, Boban. Yeah, uh, uh. Boban. <laughs> uh, uh, Brooke. Uh, uh, even Dwight Powell. Like, Nas with, Reed, y'all. Nas Reed. And Nas Reed. Like, they, there are so many names on there that can be cheap and can provide just what we need is defense and rebounding. And DA's defense fell off a cliff this year. Uh, he looked lost a lot this year. And just point production just wasn't there. And so, let yeah, me ask you this question. I'm right about Vogel and locking them, but I'd rather start that continuity early. And not dig yeah. around around the deadline, well, uh, that's and that's why I think. Yeah. So that's why I think you keep Aiden just for the continuity factor. But uh, the thing I was thinking is like, if if you're going into the season and you have like a minimum contract center going in with the with these three guys, is that make you confident? Because it doesn't make me confident. Sorry, say that again. I'm trying to pull this up. Yeah, I was saying if you go into the season, let's say you don't have DA, you're going in with like Jock. Or, or Bismack as your starting center. Do you feel confident with that? Well, we have plenty of time to address the starting center position. I'm, I like, I'm just saying, like, I'm not expecting equal value in a DA trade. I'm just not at this point because I feel like he tainted that pretty, pretty significantly, depending like how you view it. So, like, if we can get like a rotation, uh, a, a rotational player. Or two, or at least one starter. I, I like. I'm okay with that, and I don't think that's a lot to ask for. And it doesn't need to be like this high profile guy either. The just the money just needs to work at the end, at the end of the day. I, yeah, I, I just feel like in terms of if you're moving Aiden, the only deal that really makes sense is if you do that Indiana deal, right? Uh, yeah, Miles Turner and. Um, was it McConnell or was it uh, it was McConnell? Right? Depends what your preference is, McConnell or Heald. And Heald would be nice. Uh, no, but, yeah, but McConnell is probably the the way to go. For me, for me, McConnell is the dude that can pester and be that swarm dude on defense when you only have like one star in because when you got your firepower out, you're in foul trouble, injuries, whatever it may be, you need that dude that one that can slow down the other team and make it harder for them just to get into their rhythm. Like look what Drew Holiday did. We couldn't even get into a damn uh, shot or get the first pass off until what, the 14 to 13 second mark? There, the, the hustle that he brings as well too is something that I really want to see. He's Albert's not out of control. He plays a lot of games. He doesn't get injured a shitload. He was this past year. I I love everything that TJ McConnell brings. It's just that defensive mentality. I love that. And but we're talking we're they, talking about centers. Let's go to centers first. We're talking about centers. Yeah. Even if uh, they don't want to give us uh, Miles Turner, like I'm cool with getting another forward or sticks back and just having more depth in the big position. I can see that but, too. Yeah, like just again, the money just needs to work. But, um, but there's just look at all these names, dude. Look, like uh, Paul Reed, he had a great season. Nas Reed or Paul Reed? Sorry. Uh, yeah, 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 Paul Reed. Yeah, yeah, Paul Reed had a great season. Nas Reed, he's gonna be like the most sought after guy, probably right now. Brooke, Brooke might stay. Uh, I don't get. I'll the, take. 
I'll take Pirtle, by the way. Yeah. I'll take Pirtle. Mason Plumley. You guys are going to laugh at me, but unfortunately, I had to watch a handful of jazz games this year. I was actually really impressed with Kelly Olinick, just for the simple fact that yeah, that's a dude. Good. That's a dude that makes really strange plays in awkward ways, and he and he just makes it happen for whatever reason it is. And he can space the the court and shoot the three. Uh, for a cheap option, I'm not mad at Kelly Olynyk. Stay away from Christian Wood. Um, Vucevic, I think, is going to be way too expensive. I mean, we can get away with that. And then you got uh, Jakob Pertl, who I wouldn't mind bringing in. But none of the restricted free agents, I don't think we're going to go for because that ties up our money for like up to three yeah. days too. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so either. And no to Dwight Powell. And like, if we get a guy like Brooke or Porzingis, that provides a, a credible amount of spacing. And uh, even with Reed, uh, Nas Reed. Um, so if if you're looking for spacing, those are the three names to look out for. Mo Bamba is interesting, but I just haven't seen enough of them to really give into that. I would love Wendell Carter in the trade, but, you know. What do you guys think about Aaron Baines coming back? No, that ship has sailed, man. He hasn't played in the NBA in, what, two, three seasons? Well, he he played the last season in 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 the Australian league. He's he's now getting healthy. I think he's well. I think he's going to see an act some action. Well, what kind of center do we need? Let's talk about that first, right? What kind of center do we need? Do we need like a high flying blocking type of center, like a Javale McGee? Do you need a guy that's going to be more low center of gravity, like a Jock Landale, Dwight Powell, or do you want a guy that can try to do a little bit of everything? But to me, I offensively, I want to see a guy that can shoot the three. I want a guy that can space. I think that's very important. If Aiden's Bro. not on this team, and and I'm st- st- saying this without any no like knowledge of any scenarios, the guy that I'd want at my center is Bruce Brown because he he's played with KD in New York uh, in in Brooklyn as a five and dominated at that position with smaller with bigger players guarding him. So I, I I'm that's a guy I would take, but he's uh, there was also not an option. A- I mean, you could still trade DA to Atlanta and get it, John Collins or Mo or Mo Bamba, uh, uh, Clint Capella. Capella. Honestly, I wouldn't mind get if you could if you could trade DA for John Collins and Clint Capella. That's another fleece job right there. Holy hell! Yeah. Um, outside of that, I love Miles Turner. You guys know how I feel about him. Outside of that, kind of gets tough after there, right? Mm-hmm. I did see an interesting trade. It was. Oh, man, I'm trying to bring it up. Can't think of it in my head. If it pops up, I'll let you know. Shit. Gambo keeps on hinting on uh, Malcolm Brogdon as another guy that we can possibly get. Um, he keeps on breaking him up. Uh, that's just something to look out for. Because Gambo is bat- batting a 1,000 uh, this offseason so far. Like, he's killing it. And man, can we get, like, Brogdon and Grant Williams from the Celtics? Can we get Brogdon and Marcus Smart for for DA? Uh, what I heard from the guys on the Timeline podcast, it was Marcus Smart and Al Horford for uh, DA and some uh, salary filler. Yeah, I, that's uh, Al Horford. That's a good trade, dude. He, he, we uh, were supposed Al- to get Al Horford. He was supposed to be our number three pick, but the Hawks jumped up and got that pick. Um, in the in the goddamn draft, and that was supposed to be our pick to to pair next to Aiton or to Amari Stoudemire at the time. He was yeah. going to be the center next to Amari. That would have been the perfect yeah. center. We would have won a championship with if we would have been able to draft him because we Al had Horford. the third worst or we had the third best chance to get that. Yeah. 
and then boom, fucking Atlanta gets it. We had like the fourth or fifth pick. Which is a long time ago, and we're talking about this guy now. So Al Horford's washed. I wouldn't want him on this team. Honestly, I would if we can get I wouldn't call him washed though. I, I dude he provides not washed. He, he's, he, he can, he's over the I hill right now. He's nasty, man. Like that's space, fine. If he gets switched, if he gets switched onto onto a perimeter player, he's he's done. One on one, he cannot guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, and he I, doesn't have lift on his offensive rebounds. Like he's just, I don't know. I, I've I've watched a lot of Celtics, and I'm just not, I'm not impressed with how he was good. Like the first time when before he went to Philly, yeah, and then he came back. Yeah, he's provided some good moments in the playoffs and stuff, but like. You can expose them easily if you have enough athleticism. For sure. No, I, I get that 100%. But, like, I'm looking for a center uh, for spacing to take a couple threes a game, and it, and, and it won't be a bad shot. Uh, give me Brooke. Give me Porzingis. Uh, I don't get the Porzingis hate. I really don't. Besides the injury stuff, I get it. But, dude, like, he'll drive it in on you. He'll cross you up. I mean, it's a whole thing with Porzingis and – like if he wants to win a chip, this this will probably be his best opportunity to on a minimum. But he 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 he's gonna opt in in his contract. Um, Who's so? No, because if he opts out, he's not gonna get the money. I mean, who's gonna pay him? Like he's not gonna get more than twenty. I think he's making like thirty million or something like that. Yeah. Bring in Brooke and Robin Lopez. Fuck it. Yeah, I know. Bring Robin back. <laughs> Shit. Well, Brooke, I, I'm pretty sure. Like he's like pretty important to what the bucks do i think the player that's probably on their way out there is is probably middleton yeah um, like i think drew is important another thing is you could do you could mix it up and say okay let me trade let me find a way to make a deal with between boston and the bucks and the suns where you know we swap these players around and drew ends up in boston marcus smart ends up in uh and uh in the bucks and then we somehow we get brooke lopez and then Aiden, I don't know, Aiden has to fit in there somewhere. He'd have to go somewhere. But send him to Boston. Yeah. If, if, and then if, we if would take back maybe. And honestly, you guys mentioned Grant Williams. Fuck Grant. I would rather have Derek White than Grant Williams. Yeah. I'll take Derek White over. Oh, yeah. I'll take that too. I don't think they would get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. Derek White is too important for that team. A lot more than yeah. Grant Williams, in my opinion. Yeah. I want to. Bring up a couple names and, and bounce them off uh, you guys now, because now that we have a more clear roster of like what we need, um, obviously Utah Watanabe, he has been brought up a few times. Six foot eight, dude. He's twenty eight years old. Um, in his fourth season, let me bring up his stats real quick. Uh, when it comes, I mean, when it comes to shooting, remember last last two years he was in Toronto playing against us. Uh, you know, five point six points per game, only playing sixteen minutes. That's that's okay. I could see a dude like this getting eight to ten in a Cam Johnson role, but shot forty-four percent from three last year. That's one that's been verified. But here are the ones I want to tell you a guys cor- about. A corner three percentage is fifty-one percent. Oh, I just yeah. that kind of does things to me when I think about that. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, bring him in. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say uh, Dylan Brooks. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, Justin Holiday, he's a free yeah. agent. I like Justin. Six foot six, dude. Plays a lot of defense in his ninth season now. Uh, got a feeling he probably wants to go out and win one. I like that one. Uh, I, I prefer him. Honestly, when we did the deal, I was disappointed that it wasn't him, and we got Aaron. To be honest with you, I liked Aaron too. 
Like, I, but I, I, I think Justin's better because he's bigger. Yeah, yeah, Justin's better. Yeah. I do like Max Truss. I don't think that we're going to be able to give him what he wants financially. So that's obviously going to be a no. Um, I was kind of playing with the idea of like a Wesley Matthews or potentially like Joe Ingles, but nope, then I was like, I'm no, done on West- I'm done on those guys. No. Yep. Yep. I'm good. I'm 100% good on that. I keep coming back to Draymond green. First off, if he declines, I do dude, too. that has made a lot of money. Can he come in and, uh, and do some stuff for us? That's a guy offensively would be great. Defensively. He'd sure as hell help us. Right. What are your yeah. thoughts on Dre? He's a system guy, man. System guy. I, he, I, it'll be interesting. I really want to see him on another team to see how he plays with another team. But in that system, he made it work. I, I don't think he can be that player in any other place because the way that he was such a like a negative impact on his team in the moments that mattered the fucking most. I don't want that guy anywhere near my place. I'll I'll play devil's advocate here um, because the last time us three were on, I said you know like I didn't I I, I didn't want Draymond on this team just because like just because uh, he's on like Steph's team he gets away with all the bullshit which I still think is true and very valid and he won't get away with the same shit if he was to go to any other team especially Phoenix, but Draymond like Draymond Green in in an actual defensive system could be huge. Um, and then he rolls like crazy. He sets picks hard. Um, he gets away with, um, uh, with those moving screens, gives Devin Booker and Kevin Durant some moving, uh, some moving screens to work off of, create all that space. Like they only need a second to get the shot up. And, uh, his cuts are like second to none, uh, for that position, man. Quick passer. And he's great with boxing out. He's a great passer. I, I shit on Draymond a lot, and he absolutely deserves it. But he would be insane on this team. Insane. But I don't want him doing the podcast if he's on uh, on the team. So. Yeah, we'd kind of get that. I mean, we'd get a lot. People would fucking hate us. People would yeah. hate us. But they already do, right? So so who cares? I love Draymond on it for the defensive side of everything, uh, for the championship caliber, for what he brings. He obviously can get he can get away with a lot with the refs. Does that mean Booker can too? Do we start getting some calls then? I'm really curious. We need to talk about at some point the refs and refing this team too. Are we about to get some calls or is everybody just going to hate us? Anyways, anyways, few more few more names I want to throw at you. Uh, backup point guard, Reggie Jackson. Yes. Yeah, easily. I, yeah. I, I love Reggie. Okay. Um, I, I know the f- crazy part is he went to Denver and he didn't even play for them. They only yep. played seven guys. Hey, yep. death piece, man. Death piece. And if, if we still end up parting with campaign, like like Reggie Jackson would be a nice plus. Still, the and, and this is where I think like the whole thing about about like the with the way the the CBA is structured now is that I don't think. I think Reggie Jackson's made all the money he can make at this point. I think he's in that veteran uh, ring chaser status where it's just going to be minimum deals or like two year deals under 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 below the um, mid level exception. Like I just you know I he's I think he's a guy that we can easily get um, because he's one of those guys that that overplayed their market in free agency and then end up getting screwed over right. And so, mm-hmm. like, how many guys do we see? And now, 
with like I said, with the new CBA, I think that's all we're going to see is just, you know, all these guys are going to be playing on minimum deals. So Dennis Schroeder is obviously out there just because of his uh, uh, relationship with Vogel, right? So that's that's going to be a name we're going to hear a lot of. Here's oh. one that we brought up a while ago. We all kind of agreed on, but I'm going to bring his name up again. And this is going to be an under-the-radar one. We could probably get him cheap. Trey Lyles. Trey, Trey Lyles uh, is a cheat code, and they were uh, he was for Sacramento. You just forget that he's out there, and then he hits four threes on you in a quarter. Like, yeah, and he's a sneaky rebounder too. Like he's like a Larry Nance. Like he'll like he'll just like jump over you and just like snatch a board, and you don't even hear him coming. I mean, Can, like all these names are such an upgrade over campaign. Like it's so disrespectful to say. <laughs> like, it, it's, like, like it's it's an upgrade to like our entire roster, our our depth, yeah. right? The the only dude I legit feel like we have to bring back is Tory Craig. I want yeah. to see Josh Akogi, but I feel yep. like we can get something else. Like I no, definitely, we, need, we but if you're getting if you're not getting Akogi, then you need somebody. You have to have somebody that has that on point defense. Yeah, point of attack. I have, and we don't I have, have anybody like that. I have two other dudes that I like, Josh Hart and Will Barton. I would love Josh Hart, dude. Yeah, I, I mean Josh Hart, but like, what? He can't play point guard, right? No, like, so he's just no, he can't. So, he, yeah, we're gonna have to get two of those guys. I mean, we're out of the Fred Van Fleet talk, so that that saves everybody from going crazy on that one. Yeah. I mean, you have to. That's that's why like Brogdon just makes too much sense at this point. And then you fill up with these other centers or a Trey Lyles, right? Like it's just that to me, we need a point guard more than we need. We need a quality point guard more than a quality center right now. You need to have both. You still need to have your, your rebounding and things like that, obviously. Right. But for this team to succeed, uh, ball pressure and guarding the ball length on the perimeter, being able to distribute. I think Brogdon becomes very important to this team. I'm not saying he would be more important to DA. I'm seeing what this team needs is somebody they can depend on also. And we can't de depend on DA. So you upgrade with Brogdon and Nas Reed or Brogdon and Miles Plumley, Brooke Lopez, whoever it may be. I think that's a better player than bringing in a Schroeder or whoever else or, or uh, Reggie Jackson or Tyus Jones as our starting point guard with, da at our center does that make sense I, that's what i meant in a roundabout fucking way it's late on a father's day well no i mean it's what, <laughs> so uh, my logic here is that what, what you're saying and what, i think what we're all saying is that like we saw with denver they had like aaron gordon bringing the ball up you know and in, in initiating the offense we saw with uh miami bam was bringing the ball up it doesn't really matter who brings the ball up the point guard position at this point is really about it's because that person isn't going to set the table on offense that person's really there to be open and make threes and then um, and then defensively hold their own, right? And to take Distribute. pressure off the ball handler coming up. like So those guys don't right. have to worry about it coming up. They can just get in motion. Yeah. Right. Right. But but like if you're not even like worried about that, like if you just want to have anybody ring the ball up because you're just going to run some actions on the, on the wing to set up the motion anyways, it doesn't matter who has the ball at the top of the key. It doesn't have to be the point guard. It just has to be someone that can make the right pass. That's why the Marcus Smart thing makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I wasn't in favor of getting Marcus Smart uh, before the Bradley Beal thing, but now it, it makes total sense. 
point of attack yeah. and like, yeah. he'll, like Marcus he'll get Martin, Grant regimes. Williams, Marcus yeah. Martin, Derek White. They they got they got assets. Or yeah. fuck it, we still go the free agency route and we and we recoup a couple picks. Yeah, we could I'd do love that to get too. a first round pick back and pick up a Miles Plumley just for uh, for, for a temporary thing, you know. Like no, no matter what, I feel like Aiton just has to go, man. We have to have somebody that that we can depend on. And let's be real: if you see Beal and Booker and Durant going out there giving thirty a piece, and Aiton shows up with eight after 11, 12 shots and four rebounds, bro, you can't have that. You can have 12 points and four rebounds if you're going crazy with a couple dunks and you're playing legit defense like a Nas Reed, or you can step out and shoot and you're playing hard. But we don't know what we're getting out of DA. And I don't, this is winner go home now. I can't have a player like DA on my team, y'all. I, I can't. The thing ask. is, I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, I, I can see a scenario where you can put him outside the lane and make him a threat from three. But the problem is, if he can't dribble to the rim, then, then it doesn't matter. Like, right, like we're, we're, we're stuck. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I also see like the defensive, but I'm only looking at the defensive potential. Offensively, I'm, he's going to get nothing. He's going to get scraps with his group. So, like, that's really up to him. Is, so, you got to get it. your points off of offensive rebounds, yes. good, good, and running the court and having these guys finding exactly. you. Exactly. Yes. And running a yeah. pick and roll correctly, which he couldn't with the point guard. So, yeah. And I mean, uh, another thing I've thought about too, uh, is if uh, we trade DA in the situation and we just get regular like forward um, stuff back, uh, like wings or whatnot, whatnot, just something to surround the bench unit. Um, what if we start Jock and we acquire Kevin Love uh, at a minimum and have Kevin Love run with the bench unit, and then that's outlet passes. That's um, I, good, good transition stuff. I mean, I, I, I want to say yes, but he looked unplayable these da- last two series. It looked like he did get hurt, but uh, I, I do see what you mean, though. He did look a little iffy before he got hurt. I uh, mean, he did have some moments, though. Yeah, I guarantee you if he's still available and there's nothing else left, we could probably go for that, right? I feel like yeah. that would be that would be that. But Flex had a good tweet. I think his last tweet of the day, it said, uh, busy, busy. He, yeah, he said, uh, you, you guys don't think that they did all this and didn't have a plan to add other players? I don't know why, like, these media people don't think we're going to add anybody else. Like, yeah, What what like, do they like, think we're going to do? Like, we're just going to rock out done. with this? <laughs> That's just, they have no depth. No shit, it's the off season. You go to any of these dudes' rosters, they only have eight players right now. And by the way, Denver only won with eight players. So we signed four or five more. All of a sudden, we just have the eight we need. And I would even take it further and say, like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, you, whatever you want to say about the rosters. But um, And you mentioned Denver. Those, they have players that are available. Like, Bruce Brown is available if he opts out. I think KCP is available if he opts out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it, that, Does that is KCP really want to come play with Vogel again? Of course he, he wouldn't. That would be dope. He he want he probably wants to be a starter though. He he, uh, he could start a, a point guard. He could, <laughs> he could start a point guard. We taking a Kogi's place. Yeah, I mean he could play. Yeah, he could play power forward. He could play. He could play starter. Uh, Book guard. could bring the ball up, give it to Beal. A book will be at the two, and then KCP would be you know 
the three, or you can put him down as a four and have KD as the three. Another couple options, real quick, before we keep keep going here. Uh, two other dudes that I was thinking of: uh, Josh Richardson and Thomas Bryant is also a free agent center, along with Busy and Jock. And I gotta be honest, I, I'd rather have Busy as my number three center again um, than than Jock, because I just feel like there's more value in the free agent market that we could get over Jock at this point. Which I love you, Jock, but. Just the way I feel. And if we were buddies, I might think differently. So give me a call. Let's hang out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jack showed a lot of good moments last season. And he provides a lot of effort. And I, I agree with Biz being at the three position. But I, I don't want Jack to go lower than two or us letting him walk. Yeah, I mean – to me, again, it goes back to the chemistry thing. Because, like, we're, we're throwing a lot of players together, first time playing together. We got to have some guys that have played. And Kevin Durant seems to have found chemistry with a few of these guys. With, with Jock. He Durant. did with Jock. I'll say that for with sure. With Jock, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, that's why I'm just like, let, we should have some continuity. But if he can't space the floor, man, he was awful from three. He was awful year. in the beginning of the season, but he got better. He got He got decent towards the end. A two three a two three limit, like if he's playing close to starter minutes, and I feel like Vogel is going to be cussing at him too. Like don't be don't be shooting that shit. Like, <laughs> I swear to God. So uh, you guys feel confident in James Jones though? Let's talk about James. Everybody was down on James Jones, right? People were coming out, and Jody Oler said some things about him as well too. I don't think he's that guy. He does not have a, a rabbit up his sleeve and. All of a sudden, boom. First off, it's amazing what you can do when you have money to play with and you're not strapped, right? So there's that. So if you're trying to judge him on what he was doing with Robert Sarver, you need to grade it on a curve a little bit, right? Now he has money and he can do these deals. And there wasn't anything that came in right away that said Matt Ishbia was the driving force behind this deal. Nothing like that came about. No, I think we're going to find out later on that it was Bradley Beal that said, hey, I want to go there. And the Suns were like, James Jones looked at Ishbia and said, are you going to pay it? And he's like, fuck yeah. James Jones said, I I got a couple second round picks, Landry, (laughs) Shamit, and the point guard. (laughs) Like, are you going to pay this tax? Are you going to pay it? And he said, fuck yeah, I'm paying it. That's what happened. Just send the bill over. I'll take care of it. Uh, But uh, Ev and Ahmed, like, you think you can be in Phoenix at the home opener? What is that? I have, uh, ba- I have a baby due October first, so nope. Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nope. Oh, that's my birthday. No, sh- that's, that's not- right. But but that's not going to happen because the second baby is always late. Is early, so you're going to be like three weeks early on that one. It's a Plan C section as of right now. Okay. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Uh, well, we'll figure it out. You know, uh, may, uh, me somewhere in the middle. I mean, uh, we're literally in a triangle, so. We'll we should do it. We should do a three-year rotation. One year we all go to Phoenix. One year we all go to Cali. One year, one year you uh, you guys all come up here. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been to Salt Lake, so that'd be cool. There we go. Uh, e- either way, I will try and get out there and probably bring my son for a game while the wifey chills at home a little bit with with the newborn. So I, I will try to make it out there some point for sure. I have to. I mean, when they come out here to Utah, I'm for sure going. What is going on, JNS? 
How you feeling, dude? dude? Isn't this I, awesome? Yeah. How you feeling? Man. So and I saw the a tweet. Diamondbacks are good. <laughs> not today they weren't, but oh, no, they've been today. a lot of fun to follow. The last okay, and the Dodgers lost anyway, so it's all good. But uh, exactly. yeah, no, I don't know if you guys. Uh, so I was telling when we were in the before the pod. I don't know if you caught any of the, the U.S. Open. That was freaking awesome. The U.S. Open was awesome. Um, did not catch it you, today. I was busy. I was busy. Yeah, I caught it in the afternoon. Just I was at Dave and Buster's. They had it on, and then uh, the U this the U.S. team beat Canada. Uh, in the final yep. of the Concacaf, which is yep. freaking awesome. Com- now, if you guys know what happened in the Mexico game, um, stay classy, Mexico. By the way, you're you're trash all o- all around. Your players and your fans, all of them are trash. Um, that I'm just say- saying about the team. I'm not saying about any people. The freaking that just the way that they represent themselves and in- when they're losing is just bad. Uh, and then the Suns pull this off. It's Father's Day. This was awesome. Man. It was awesome day. This was an awesome day. I don't know if anybody else has Juneteenth off tomorrow. I got Juneteenth mm-hmm. off tomorrow as well, too. So that's why we're chilling. He's on Fire Podcast late. Everybody hit the like button. Uh, share this out. Let's just keep the party going here. I saw a tweet earlier that showed the the aprons for everything. For if you were a million dollars over, you'd have to pay like 2.2. If you were 5 million over, you'd have to pay like 12 or something. I'm trying to find that right now. I really wanted to share that with you guys because I think that's that's – that's vital for this team, but I don't think we're going to go over as everybody thinks we are going to go over if, uh, if we trade Aiton because we're going to be able to get two more pieces. That's eight roster spots. I'm curious if we traded our second round pick this year. I hope we didn't just for the fact that that guy can be like our, uh, our 15th guy on the bench. I still, you guys are going to laugh. I still think Ish Wainwright should be our number 14 guy on the bench. Bring Ish back. I'm cool with that. And then you just need to sign like four or five dudes and we're not going to be that much over. I think we're going to be just fine. Oh, Jay Ness says we're not going to be. Dude, he's gone. Ain't, you just missed our whole spiel, my guy. You cannot have DA on this team right now. We are in win or go home mode, period. Um, what a fun but day. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand on that, that Aiden Hill until we get to the deadline. I got to see. What happens over the next few months? You might get a lot. I have no idea. I want that to happen. I I, yeah. I seriously do. I want Aiden to prevail and like I I want to see it. I want to see it for a full season. I want I like I want it, but like dude, I just can't put my chips. Yeah, all, all my chips are red, dude. I can't do it. I know, and and that's what, it goes against everything I'm saying, right? Like we, I want to say we want to have the continuity with Aiden, but what you're saying makes sense too, where. Let's get. Let's start building some summer league games, with, or not summer league, but summer practice with Miles Turner and whoever else the other piece is going to be, or whoever the center is going to be. Because if we do it at the trade deadline, that's a whole other thing where we have to figure out. So like, we don't have, we shouldn't have to go through that. Either we stick with them or we trade them right now. You're right. Yeah, man, uh, this is going to be crazy. Like every, like every other. Um, uh, thing that happens this summer like the only the only thing that would match this bradley beal thing to me is if we somehow pick up you know uh brooke lopez on a minimum and that that would be the only thing close remotely close to my excitement for this whole beal thing man 
I just tagged uh, Evan just, in this. Yeah. So. Yeah, you tagged me in this on Twitter. I just wanted to show this to everybody. We're watching a uh, Beal and Booker hoop already, uh, or summer hoops uh, before. These dudes have been playing together. Um, I oh, just got the comments. Yeah. Now I like the Brook Lopez idea. <laughs> I've been liking it, dude. Ever since the I mean, if you, after. but he's he's gonna get more than the minimum. Like he's not gonna get a minimum deal. I'll give him. Uh, what like what's the minimum? Like. Uh, what is it like uh, 10? for him? I think it will probably be like three million, considering he was an all star. I'll give um, him five or six. Yeah, the mid level, which I think starts at four and a half. But yeah. I don't. I mean, Milwaukee's going to offer more. He's too. He's more important to Milwaukee than he is to us. Milwaukee has a lot to do, man. Like people wanted to grill us about all the shit we had to do. Milwaukee is tied hard with money. They have a lot of and, a lot and of what's that going to look like without Chris Middleton now too, right? They just lost in the first round. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. Like Chris Middleton's always hurt. Like he's he's kind of like their CP3 at this point. They they got to move off of him, get some other assets that can help them. And uh, the other thing that was bothering me about what a lot of people were saying was if one dude gets injured, if one guy gets injured, I mean. This could be a complete disaster. And I'm like, bro, you can say that about every single team. That's such a bad take. People have the worst takes when it comes to Phoenix Sun stuff, you guys. It's, it's crazy. I, it, I mean, there there is a case there, right? If you go back and look at Denver, right? Because we all were just like, come on, guys. Like, you guys got swept. What the hell are you talking about? What is Jamal Murray going to do in this playoff series? In that particular playoff series, DeAndre Aiden fucking deed up. That version of Jokic, that version of Joker is gone. Like he's evolved into a whole nother player. So there's not really anybody that can guard him at this point. Right. But the fact that they were healthy this whole season is at least in the playoffs is pretty, you know, remarkable considering. I mean, I think I think CP uh, KCP missed a couple games, or yeah, I think it was KCP missed a couple games for them. But otherwise, like they were pretty much healthy the whole playoffs. They rested so, players down the stretch and everything. Again, though, Amit, yeah, this is the most fraudulent NBA season in playoffs we have ever seen in the history of the NBA. Ever. It was a, a sideshow. The whole thing was a sideshow, clown show, everything you can I, call it. Yeah. I truly and, believe the age <laughs> of everybody sitting out games, load managing all that stuff, I feel like that's almost coming to an end now because it hindered fucking everybody. It hindered every single team. Well, let me ask you this question because this is actually an interesting stat. So I'm going to throw a stat out there. Or I'm going to ask you guys. You can tell me, ranking, um, How? where do you think the Suns were with injured minutes or injured games for players in the season? Considering Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, probably first Booker, in the league, we were fifth. Who was first? Charlotte. Uh, probably. I don't. I don't remember the entire list, but like, oh. yeah, they they there weren't a lot of playoff teams on that list. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah, we were injured all year, and people yeah. don't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that yeah, that's what cost Booker All NBA All Star a lot of stuff. You know, it, it just it costs their team. It costs uh, Mikael Bridges probably most improved player, or you know, there's <laughs> Yo. a lot of things. I mean, we missed. We, there's a lot of things that 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 messed up our season last year. 
Y'all, real quick, yeah, Bill Simmons. Uh, I just, I just want to reiterate. He said, "Does things change for the Suns this series if you replace Landry Shamit with Bradley Beal?" He said, "I don't think it does." Well, first of all, Landry Shamit played like barely any minutes. We're talking about if Bradley Beal's there, he's taking over the Chris Paul and the, the uh, Landry Shamit minutes. That's two plays that didn't play. What's up, bro? JNS, what's going on, man? Welcome, welcome, welcome. How we doing? How we feeling on this Father's Day? Man, I'm happy to be here with you guys. I'm happy to be here with this trade information. As much as we went through late nights, the KD, the the whole KD stuff beforehand, and then it, for that to come, you know, full full circle, and then now. We talked about this CP3 stuff. We talked about this very, very intensely about how we love CP3. We love what he brings to the table, but it wasn't enough with what we already had on the team. Right. And <clears throat> bringing in Bradley Bill, having KD, and having Booker, you have three of the top 10 players in the NBA. Period. I'd say Beal's a top 15. I feel you. Keep going, though. Yeah. All right. We can do Keep the top cooking. 15. I, I can do it with the top 15. And, you know, the one thing that we had last year, or the one thing we were missing last year, was the hustle player, the extra dog. And Okobi was, Okoji was trying. There were spurts where he was doing what we needed him to do. But he just wasn't enough. He wasn't there yet. He was graduating into that person. And I think that next year, Okoji is going to be huge with this squad. I don't know if he's going to start. I think we might go out and get another piece that will inevitably start for him. But I think with what we already have, what we're playing with, um, I hope we keep Terrence Ross. I hope we keep TJ Warren. And I hope we keep Biombo. Outside of that, I can Tory see a Craig, lot of things. We're, we're all on Tory Craig. <clears throat> I love Tory Craig. I love Tory Craig. Um, but is Tory going to play small forward? Because he can't play power forward on this team. He's going to be the, the backup forward spot, I guess. So, like, I mean, I could see him being the first sub in. Agreed. But he would have to play multiple positions then. That's he does already. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. he plays one through five anyway. He or not does, one through five, right. but like two through four. Yeah, two through four. Yeah. He was I, our third best player in that Clippers series too. The only thing that wor- that worries me about this is literally we have three positions. We we have three positions and we're stretching them out. We have a we have a center. It, we have a smallest basketball baby. And that's what we're going at. It, but that also scares me at the same time because the one thing that I think that we lacked once CP3 went down was the ball handling side of, of things. And um, yeah, as much as I love Bill, as much as I love Booker, both of them can handle the ball. Neither one of them are the, are the prototypical point guards you would want to lead a championship team. And um, – I honestly think that Kevin Durant's going to be handling the ball a lot more than we we predict. Than we want. 
yeah, and that's not good. Um, we saw we saw what Brooklyn was um, with KD handling the ball a lot, switching off between Harden and, and then Kyrie, and I, I kind of see that similarities here with the setup. So I think campaign will be on this team next year. And I think campaign's position in this team is going to be very, way more important than it has been because he's going to take a lot of ball handling minutes from these guys in a sense of if Bradley gets hot, I don't want him on a point guard. If Booker gets hot, I don't want him playing point guard. But he gets hot. But isn't campaign is a rhythm dude? Campaign is the guy that needs the ball in his hands, just popping off. He needs to hit those fuck you campaign threes, and he needs to take it to the hole and finish high off the glass, right? So he's a guy that like has to have the ball. It's not like he does a lot defensively. Now, Mm -hmm. if if we if we were to trade, let's hypothetically say we trade Da to Boston for Brogdon and whoever else, right? If Brogdon. (laughs) point guard i suddenly like campaign as our backup i think there's a nice yin and yang there if we can't trade anybody and we have to sign somebody else if reggie jackson or if uh, dennis Schroeder have to be our starting point guard i don't like campaign as our backup point guard i would rather go after a tj mcconnell in a trade because you have to have a defined role Def- than we need defense at our point guard position we've lacked defense at our point guard position for five to six years and I think that every time we get to the nitty gritty, that's the spot that fucks us over. Excuse and me, French. No, you're good. But um, like what I mentioned a little earlier before you joined in, uh, I heard on another podcast uh, the possibility of trading DeAndre Aiden for uh, Marcus Smart and Al Horford. I, I, I the like point of attack defense. Marcus Smart can get you two threes a game, and and we don't have to rely on his three-point shooting like Boston did. So, like, his li- – like, like we're not going to be exploiting his limitations on, you know, the big uh, – on the big screen, you know. It's just going to be defense and persistence, and uh, that's what he can give us. And Horford, we know what he can do. So, so let me ask you this, because now that you're being a Boston, it kind of puts me in a point uh, perspective of let's take – Take Katie out the picture for a moment. Hold on, I got I got some new information. I just got I just found something online. This is brand new information from the uh, I was a Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves uh, rep website. Listen to this word for word. So trading away Aiton earns the Suns some cap space and some assets. So who will the Suns pivot to in order to fill that void? We already know from a previous article on this topic that the Phoenix Suns have a bona fide interest in Minnesota Timberwolves backup center Nas Reed and attempted to acquire him at the 2022 trade deadline unsuccessfully. So they got just another little quick. piece um, of the information. Go <laughs> real quick. I, I'm gonna jump out. Uh, I gotta take care of some stuff before uh, my brother, my son's got a, a soccer camp in the morning. I get gotta get him ready for it. But uh, happy oh, yeah. Father's Day, everybody! Happy Great Father's Day, fellas! And today, uh, happy Juneteenth coming up tomorrow too. I wish I had the day off, but I gotta work. Uh, but uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip. See you, Amit. Cheers. Hey, Amit. Uh, it was great seeing you. I miss you guys. Great seeing you, man. Happy Father's Day. All right. You too, Jay. Um, that that's a weird one. That's a weird one, Evan. That's a weird one because we can't trade DeAndre for a backup, 
and that's no, what but you is. can trade him for like Grant Williams and Brogdon, and then you get Nas Reed as a free agent center. He's a free agent right now. You're right. Okay. Okay. We want Nas Reed. This is a Nas Reed podcast, man. This is a <laughs> this is we stand Nas Reed. No, I like I like Nas. Like, there's a few dudes out there that <clears throat> that are younger. Like, what's the dude's name? I think I brought him up a couple times. He plays for New York. The light skinned dude. He's a center. Oh, uh, um, Hart, Hartenstein or Mitchell Robinson? No, the other one. Yeah, we talked yeah, about this last one. year too. I never yes. remember. Forgot his name. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, JJ? Yeah, yeah. I really like dude. I really like him. He's a big dude. He's he reminds me of Dwight Powell when he first came in the league. Very just over, just muscular. Jericho Sims. Yes. Jericho. Yes. Jericho. I, I like Sims. I think Sims would be a great uh, a player off the bench for us. But we all we all definitely agree that uh, Busy needs to be that third that third center. Yeah. Yeah. Busy needs to stay that third center. See, there's so many. There's so many options you could go go around here. There's so many things in play. Uh, you don't even know who's going to get cut and who's going to be traded and then cut like Pat Beverly was, right? There's going to be two or three dudes that were traded and then cut right away and are free to sign with whoever. There's going to be so many things in play. But to me, when it comes down to it, when you about joined Don, I know Frank Vogel said defense starts at the center position. I know that. And I feel like there's definitely those dudes at the free agent uh, list right now, but for this team to succeed, I feel like DeAndre Ayton, your starting center, and then having a starting point guard of Dennis Schroeder or whoever at that kind of caliber, Reggie Jackson, is less than if we trade DA for a Malcolm Brogdon and then you sign Nas Reed, Miles Plumley, Brooke Lopez. That is a better constructed roster than keeping DA. Or you trade Miles Turner and you get McConnell. I'm not sure about that one too. So the only thing that I disagree with it, or not even disagree, it's not a disagreement. The only thing that I'm intrigued on is Roy Hibbert. Remember what Frank Vogel did to Roy Hibbert and what what Roy Hibbert was before Frank Vogel got there. Roy Hibbert was supposed to be out the damn league. Roy Hibbert was a laughing stock in the NBA. Roy Hibbert couldn't keep up. He couldn't rebound. He couldn't box out well. He couldn't play defense well. He wasn't good on his feet. Frank Vogel got there, dude turned into an offensive machine. He was boxing out well. And a defensive well, menace. And a defensive menace. And that is intriguing because he does not have the athletic abilities naturally that DA has. He doesn't. He doesn't have any of that. And but do we want to chance that with our championship window right now with <sighs> a guy in DeAndre Ayton who you can't count on for a damn thing. You don't know what you're getting every day. And that's that's been my problem with him. That's why I was so high on Sabonis. It wasn't the fact yeah. that it was DeMontis Sabonis. It was just for the simple fact you know what you got. Every game time. in and game out. Every single time. But DeAndre is, like, listen, I love DeAndre Ayton. I'm so disappointed as a fan right now and what's been going on with his career. Watching, I... I I live right here uh, in in Phoenix, and I've I watched DeAndre in high school. I've been to three three or four of his games in high school, and then him to go to U of A and be able to watch every single game and see what he did to those guys, and then to see this, I'm like, there's something missing. There's something missing, and you know, 
being in Arizona, we had the Kyler Murray no effort stuff, and then we have the DeAndre Ayton wanting to play video games but, with Kyler type stuff. And to, so. But to your point, to your point of what you're trying to point out right now, all of a sudden, Kyler Murray is way more present on social media. You see him doing more things. He's in the building. Uh, everybody's talking about him. He's talking about Gannon in the offense. Like, there is a world where I could see DeAndre Ayton working in a Frank Vogel system. I could see that multiverse happening. Um, shit. Does he want to stay here anymore? Does he want to keep on playing with book? You know what I mean? Chris is gone. So he's not going to have Chris yapping at him. Monty's gone now, which it seems like outside looking in, it seemed like the whole thing was Monty versus DA. That seemed like it, that, that it was the problem. And McCall stepping in that one time, fucked everything with him and DeAndre. Which one are you talking about? There was that time on the bench where McCall Bridges and DeAndre had a little bit of an exchange, and it wasn't huge because I don't think McCall reacts to stuff very like he's very like docile. That was that the was that during the Dallas series? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was at Game Five. Well, then in Game Seven, Monty Williams goes over to DeAndre Aiden, clear as day in front of everybody. You quit on us. Yep. And if you want to take another step backward like gambo was saying this beef started in the milwaukee series and i i don't know one Suns fan that blames deandre Aiden for losing that series i blame monty williams yeah if you're gonna I blame, blame the refs because da yeah, couldn't do anything do. that series da was playing out of his fucking mind Dario sorry got hurt day. Dario, Dario Sarge got, got hurt, hurt. And Monty Torrey Williams couldn't make hurt. another. Yep, Tory Craig got hurt, and Monty Williams could not figure it out. I blamed uh, Monty Williams, and honestly, I love Monty Williams. But I'm not trying to harp on him. If but he doesn't D- make adjustments, defense and just and been able to do a little physical contact, Giannis would not have shot 27 free throws. He would have shot 13, and DeAndre Ayton would have stopped. I guarantee you, 50 to 60 percent of the shots that came that way. That's the same Giannis that had a 32 point or a 32 free throw difference against exactly. That's free throw count. So that, that proves that proves it was multiple things that screwed everything up. Yeah, but if I'm gonna um to JJ's point, no one, none of us was saying it was DA, and if it was anybody specific, I would put it on Monty. It yeah. was the coaching. Yeah. We, we lost pieces, and we never made an adjustment. And my cop-out answer to not get into, like, the logistics of it all is, like, we got beat in death because Bobby Portis was hitting threes, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, Pat Chris Conley Middleton became prime Michael Jordan. Same thing with Drew. Like, they was Drew it TJ McCollum points going into the playoffs, and all of a sudden he's scoring 25. You're like, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, Didn't they like, have, like, TJ McConnell coming off the bench scoring, like, 12 or 15 points in the – like uh, they had Wes Matthews. Who yeah. was the point guard? Somebody came off the bench and scored. Maybe it was Matthews, but somebody came off and had like 15 points in like two or three of the games. Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo was hurt. Yeah, uh, uh, he, yeah, he was. Even I don't want to re. It doesn't matter. I want to rethink it. <laughs> <laughs> no man, but I really, I'm hoping. As a as an Arizona fan, I'm hoping DeAndre figures it out with Frank, and we don't trade him, because if DeAndre can figure it out, he's still young. 
And sooner or later, KD got to be gone within the next three to four years. No matter if we win championships or not, KD is going to be gone within three to four years. So if we could keep Bill as our vet, Book as our middle, and DeAndre as our as our anchor coming up, bro, we're really building something that you've seen in Golden State or you've seen in, you know what so, I mean? Like Pat Connington. Damn it, Coda Kid. That's right. Pat Connington. There it goes. That son oh, did of I bitch. not say Pat? Oh, I I must have said it in my head then. I uh, thought it was I said what's his name, TJ, but I it's Connell, Connington, some one of them. Connell, yeah, you were close. You were close. Um isn't it kind of po- poetic? I said this earlier. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, guests going in and out. Everybody hit the like button, share this out, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh the CBA gets signed. Yeah. It's a completely new thing starting July 1st, second tax apron, everything prohibits super teams to happen from July 1st, 2023 on. We are the last team to be able to actually get a super team, and we got it in at the deadline, right? You're, you're talking about 11.59, you hit send on the computer to send to your teacher to get your homework in, right? We we did that with the deadline deal with KD, and we did it with Bradley Beal now, and with the whole roster structuring. Isn't it a little poetic justice that we were the ones that got to do that, and now all these other teams are now going to be capped to be able to pull something off in the next, however long Booker and Beal stay shit for the next eight years maybe? Yeah, Beal is going to last, like, longer than KD. He's only 28 or 29, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me yeah. say this. I was talking about this earlier, guys. Hats off to Matt. Hats the hell off to Matt. I can't say anything more. I, I, I can't. Dude, dude, this is Mark Cuban all over again, guys. <laughs> you remember what Mark Cuban did when he went to Dallas? He, He's on fire. He shut. He threw everything out. Yeah. He said, "No, nah, listen, this ain't how it's supposed to operate. Watch this." And everybody was talking stuff about him. Oh, he's just bringing in money. He's just doing this. He's just doing that. He brought in Jason. He brought in Terry. He brought in Dirk. Was the man for him. He brought so Michael Finley, Steve, Steve Nash. Like, let's keep going for a second. Anton Jameson, Antoine Walker, Eric Dampier was a big name. The Jet. And then he would get a couple of draft guys like Marquise Daniels and Josh Howard and things like that. And Devin Harris, you know, and then he would bring back other guys that could fucking play. Like that's what they do. They spend money to bring new players in. They did it with Porzingis and trying to get another one next to Luca. Like this is what they do. And this Matt, this Matt Ishbia. Rajon Rondo with with Dallas. Like he is Mark Cuban. Like, because the only other owners that have came in and ruffled everything up the way he has is Mark Cuban. Yeah. He's the only one. He's how old was Mark when he came in? 35, 36? He was young. Oh he shit. Young. He could have been 31 for all I know. He was yeah. really young. He Did might he have been like 34. 30. I, I've heard the story a billion times, but I, I forget how old he was. But he was young when he got the Mavericks. Really young. And, uh, you know, Ishbia is, let me just double check. Ishbia is, he's super young. Was he like 40 something? He was born, 
2020. Yeah, they went after Monte Ellis. That's right. Yep, they yep. got Monte yeah. Ellis. He was born in 1980, so he's 42. Yep. They you went know, after Chandler Parsons. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, right. they wanted him. Chandler Parsons was, was smoking people for him. But Parsons. I really – he's a little bit older than Mark. I don't think he has as much money as Mark when he first came in. But what he's doing right now is very Mark Cuban-like. And yeah. all I can do is sit back and say, God, dude. I appreciate you. He about to buy the the Phoenix Coyotes and put them back at the at downtown. He's about to like. There's so much stuff going on that Matt Ishbia is about to change what was going on in Phoenix. Like the Cardinals better get their shit together. I was gonna say he's gonna put a lot of pressure on the Cardinals when you see shit like this happening. I mean, same with the D backs right now as well too. I mean, right. Oh, I, I just just for the record, I hope the D backs don't blow their entire fucking triple a squad on a starting pitcher or, or, or a reliever or something like that before the trade deadline. That would be, that's like the, I don't want them to go down and baseball. I don't want them to acquire stars for like a bunch of prospects. Like let's keep it. Let's keep it this time. Anyways, yeah. let's get, let's do another diamondbacks things. Some other time we're, be- we're talking about some before I shut off the, of the NBA. Just remember guys, we ain't even seen Chris Jones yet. We haven't even seen him. Who? Chris Jones. Andrew Defensive Jones' son. KC? No, I'm talking about the Diamondbacks. Andrew Jones' son. We ain't oh. even seen him yet. Just remember when he come back. That's true. But yeah, but to stay on the Suns, man, like, I'm happy to have this conversation with you guys. I'm happy to, because we were hurting. Me and you guys, we were hurting back in October and November and when, when we were talking about the KD stuff and people were laughing in the comments, we ain't getting KD. You guys ain't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we were just like, wait, it's going to happen. Whether it happens right now or it's going to happen at the end of the season or it's going to happen at the trade deadline, we were very convinced. It and like we know what we were talking about. You right. know, we can put two and two together, you know. And there was interest there, even if the trade didn't happen, him putting in a request not only to be traded but also putting phoenix as a number one destination i was good enough the for timing phoenix. and the timing yeah and the timing yeah so uh all of this leads to everybody wants to play with devin KD. booker he is he is your and i'm talking to the audience here he is your favorite player's favorite player understand that right now he was respected in the league at 24 when he ousted LeBron and the Lakers, and we went on that finals run. Yeah, People were wanting to pick him number one pick in the all-star draft, KD picking him. And people do want to do nothing but tear Devin Booker down. And, yep. and now your favorite player's favorite player has his favorite players playing with him, joining him in Phoenix. And Devin Booker is about to go down as the most – Popular, best, dominant, everything. The best all-time Arizona sports athlete to ever set foot in the Valley. He still got a little bit for Larry. He still got a little bit for Larry. Larry didn't recruit like this, dude. He didn't have to, though. Larry had Anquan. Larry had Anquan when he was drafted. He didn't have to recruit. Anquan KD. He got got Edron James here. (laughs) And Emmitt Smith, right? (laughs) No, but 
one one question I have for you two. There's a guy out there that has been petitioning to play with his best friend for a very long time. That guy is playing with another center that he shouldn't be playing with. So what about that? I'm good on DeAndre. I'm good on him. But in a realistic form, taking our fanship out of it, I honestly think that's another wild card possibility. Because then DeAndre can play power forward better than Cat to me. See, like, here's uh, here's the thing. This is why this isn't a crazy idea for both sides. Because I, like, Minnesota's locked in on Rudy. There's no way they get rid of him anytime soon. So I feel like they need to get rid of Cat. He cannot defend on the perimeter, and he's just lost his touch over there. And I think his, his tenure is just done there. So if we trade DA there, DA can play his natural four position, maybe even be better, have Rudy at the center, and then now you have a big three with Ant, and then you can just kind of build around those three. And then I feel the so side, sorry for Ant Edwards if that happens. <laughs> I know, I know. But you bring – oh, then you have Jaden McDaniels too, which is an, another player too. But um, you, you, uh, you send Cat here, uh, and we just stick him on the center. Like, he doesn't need to be switching. And he can just stay down in the block. He doesn't necessarily post good. Uh, but, I mean, he does have some spacing capability. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not too high on Cat, but I see, like, that trade working in favor of both teams. Both so, teams. It's, not, it's not a crazy thing. I definitely it, see Minnesota proposing that before we act, propose it. So I agree with that, too. And I also agree that there, I don't think the one thing that I'm scared about if we do go down that road is I think the Suns give up more of our future um, for that, that trade. And I'm going to tell you guys, like right now, that's the only thing that's been scaring me is that we're going so all in. If it doesn't work, are we going to be Washington next year? I want to go out swinging. You commit to a full rebuild. If it doesn't work, fine. I'm cool with it. I'm cool. It's it's different though, but we can't go to a full rebuild because we still got Booker at only 26 years old, and we got bank right now. There is no yeah. such thing. Who's who's free agents next year now, right? right you right. you trade KD, you trade Beal. Somebody's gonna want one of those two players. Pennies on the dollar, maybe just for first round picks or whatever. Now you're freed of cap, and and who's a free agent in two years? Joel Embiid. Joel. Wait. Who? Huh? Literally everybody is a who Joel Embiid's gonna be a free agent. Like, you got two years to figure this out. KD, hey, KD, KD will be on. KD will be an expiring contract at that time. You can do whatever, wave him and, and stretch him, do whatever that shit. Uh, Beal will have two more years left, and he'll be thirty-one. Somebody will want a Bradley Beal left, right? So come on, there's. What about a Trojan? What do you mean? The only Trojan that matters. Well, I was going to ask you about Draymond. Uh, no, I'm talking about the little mini, I, mini Bron. Mini Bron. Uh, we got one to two years for Mini Bron. Yeah. Who's Mini um, Bron? I don't even know who you're talking about right now. Bronny James. Oh, He just went to the Trojans. So, I mean, you got two years. Let's say, yeah. let's say, he, for, let, let's say he plays through his sophomore year. You got KD at the end of that expiring like you were talking. You got Bill with two years left. 
You got somebody around that one to three range may want a KD for the end of it, may want a bill for the end of it, may want so there's Maybe there's Brian a lot Parker. of po- there's there so many possibilities with this, but the fact that we have deep pockets makes beautiful everything possible. Yes, you can just go out and buy players again, man. You can mark Cuban this shit together. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun now. It's cool. Like yeah, like now <laughs> it now it's fun. Now it's fun. I still think we get Draymond Green somehow, some way. I really, I really know. I hope not. I, I feel like we do somehow, some way. I, I want Nas yeah. Reed. I'm curious. About... I want you to think about it, okay? I know he's a pain in the ass and he's a prick. I, I get it. But man, I'm on the same boat, too. Like, I don't want him touching this team. But, dude, his defense, his moving screens, I, he gets away with every time. Him yeah. creating that space for KD, Beal, and Book. Uh, his passing capability, his defensive switches, his uh, – uh, rim rolling, his uh, rebounding capability, his boxing out, and that bad presence. He brings all so- that sounds great. The whole time you're saying this, <laughs> there's two players in the NBA I just don't ever want to have on my team and have to answer for anything that they have showing on ESPN, and that's Patrick fucking Beverly and Draymond fucking Green. Yeah. I do not want to have to talk so to here- you about that. <laughs> Let me pass one more trade scenario by you guys. It's already been there, but I want to revisit the Dallas Mavericks one now for JaVale McGee, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and was it Josh Richardson? For who? I think it was Josh Green. For for, for Josh Green and a first-round pick for DeAndre Ayton. I mean, depth-wise, that sounds great, but you didn't say anybody that can play that position. Do they still want Dwight Powell? He's a free agent. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a free agent. But even Dwight Powell, man, like my our issues, guys, with DeAndre Ayton was offense and aggression. No, it was hustle and heart and consistency. Well, offense and aggression. Yeah, aggression. The hustle, the heart. It was about aggression, and because he wasn't dunking, he wasn't finishing tough at the rim. He wasn't doing those things that we would want our center to do. Dwight doesn't give me a solve for that. He doesn't give me a solution for that. He does the exact same things we have a problem with Aiden about. He just plays – he does better on the boxing out and the rebounding side of the things. I feel like that's but, all we need, though. I don't know. I was going to say, that's all yeah. we need. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, we we just – A center for cheap for just a couple of things. Like, it's just defense and rebounding. I don't, the, I don't give a fuck about the scoring. If you exactly. can catch an athlete, I'm fine, dude. I'm fine. What did the Celtics do with the big three? Who did they have in there? Big Kendrick Perkins. He was perfect for them at that time. It was like his second year at that time. That was perfect. But my point is, if DeAndre is only having to worry about defensive rebounding, I think he's going to be okay. But can you depend on him to do that? He does stay healthy. That part. And I think Kevin Durant will smack the shit out of him. Uh, so he's gonna get can he handle it? He's yeah, soft, man. Can he? Is he gonna cry? Like, like. <laughs> Monty no, so was I, calling I, him a child or something. All yeah, of man. us here want DeAndre Aiden to thrive here, and he just needs to. And he needs to be part of team events. He needs to be in those team photos, hanging out at Booker's house. He needs to just be, <laughs> like no, like it's huge. You're right. Like, it's You're right. so weird. It's like. Like I, I get like he has a young kid at home, he has a wife and all this stuff. 
so has these other, uh, you know, guys on the team and stuff. Not necessarily Booker uh, and KD, but like everybody else, you know, it's just like, like he needs, like if he's going to stay on this team, he needs to be dialed in and he needs involved. to bring it four out of five games on a consistent. And you ain't going to be involved now, homie. You're not. You've proven that you can't be and you need to be yeah. okay with that. But he's also making $30 million to do that. And honestly, if you guys were DeAndre Ayton, wouldn't you want to go somewhere else where you know you can still develop offensively, where you know you don't have to put up a shit and you get a fresh start? I don't know if I could stay here anymore. I mean, there's two. I mean, there's really there's three things you want out of your NBA career: longevity, a ring, and some money. He got the ring. Yeah, JJ just said he doesn't get hurt. I mean, no, he got the money. My bad. He got the money. Like we talked about the longevity thing, I think he got that down. He doesn't get hurt very often. The only thing you, the only thing that else out of that would be the ring. If you really love basketball, so looking at that standpoint, this is the best spot for you. It's I don't know the if he loves basketball though. I don't know if he loves it, dude. I, I don't, I don't part. know. I don't that know part. if he loves it. See, like Da, if you're watching, we want you. To <laughs> We want you to dial in if you're going to end up staying. If you leave, I'm going to be cheering from you from a distance, okay? Right. You always have my love. He's my age. I Like, I want to see him thrive. But, you know, like, you know, it's it, it, it like it's hard, man. We we want the best for you. We do. And Sons we over eight. Here. But we're cheering. We want our number one pick to, like, get us a ring. And that almost happened at 21. But Monty had to be a brick. So, that isn't you. So. Last uh, last thing, I got to get out of here unless you guys want to go a little longer, but I got to dip. Um, somebody posted this. Uh, there was a podcast earlier. I guess it's called Game Theory. Sam Vicini. Vicini? I- I've never heard of him before, but Zona Hoops. Everybody knows Zona Hoops on there. Uh, he tweeted this out. But the little tag on their video, I'm going to watch it now. It's about eight minutes, and I just retweeted it too. It said, talked a bunch about Bradley Beal with the Phoenix Suns on the podcast today uh, the, at the box and one underscore. Think a, I think a lot of people are overthinking how awesome A, point, point Devin Booker is, and yes. B, this is the fun part, the trickle-down effect of Beal, Bradley Beal, not being the number one option anymore. He can be Robin again. That's what he fucking thrived being with John Wall when he was actually really good. Not even Robin. Motherfucker's like Alfred now. Yeah. Yeah. He's straight up Alfred. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying with that whole Drew Holiday thing. Like... Uh, on JJ Reddick's podcast, he talks about you need an Alfred on the team. Bradley Beal can be that Alfred. <laughs> you know, when I look through the really good teams that won championships, you had Kobe and Shaq, but they had Rick or they had Derek or they had Horry. You had Jordan and Pippen, but they had Horace or they had Rodman. Or they had BJ Armstrong, Paxson, Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Cartwright. You can go through the Warriors had uh, Seth and Clay, or Steph and Clay, but they also had Draymond. Same thing like you pointed out. Andrew Wiggins, with, Jordan Poole. Yeah. With Boston, same thing. Kevin. So I think at the end of the day, like you guys are saying, he's going to be our Alfred. But I think we're going to get something else out of him that we haven't seen yet. Just like Ray, Ray Allen changed his whole game around when he got to a championship team. He completely changed around. 
And Rashid no Wallace completely changed when he went to the Pistons. Did you try? Yeah. He changed. The Pistons played the same. He changed, but offered right. that like outside shooting and a couple different things defensively. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're we're about to witness. We're about to witness something that I don't know who it is though. I don't know if it's going to be Bradley. I think it's going to be KD. I think it's going to be KD changing. And I and I and I think we saw a little bit of that towards the end of that that last series. I There's mean, a world I could see every one of these dudes averaging 24 a game. Shit. 23 Seven, a game. 75 through the third quarter. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that Sacramento Clippers game that happened last year. It was like yeah. 170 to 175 fucking game. I mean, but it's going to be like 175 to like 100 or something. We, yeah. we just got <laughs> so much more athletic over Chris Paul. How much more athletic did we just get? Just – from a Our pure athlete standpoint. So, quick question. Sheesh. That one-year hold-off for the trade, is that is that already in effect, or is that a July 1st thing as well? For DeAndre Ayton? No. So, the CBA, because remember they signed that new CBA, and one of the things in there was if you trade a player, because they were trying to stop play, teams trading players to another team and then them getting cut and coming back to the same team. So they put that whole, if you trade a player, they have to wait 12 months before they're able to come back to that team. So I read two things today about that. This is what has to happen. There's a potential that Washington could now trade him to the Clippers or be a part of a three team, right? So for example, if he's over there and then that team releases him, we can't do anything about it. If he goes to another team and gets released, then we we can go about it. But because he got traded, bump like okay, you can't. I really sign, think you Chris Paul wants to be here. Maybe I really do. Probably I don't want him though. I'm sorry, I can't depend on him at fucking all, at I all. I want him off the bench. I really want him off the bench. I want him playing fourth quarter minutes only. I want him in the playoffs. Only in 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 crucial situation, like Chris Paul is great for what Chris Paul is great for. Yeah, in spurts, and you have to hope and pray, and then you have to cross your fingers. (laughs) I would prefer to go get a younger dude that like Malcolm Brogdon and have him play all these minutes and get all this uh, repertoire together with his with his team and go from there. You just and you can't rely on Chris Paul, man. We we know that you can't rely on him either even if it's for 12 to 18 minutes. I don't know, man. Uh, and and the get... athleticism, man, the the slowness of it. We needed to get out and pace and go do some more things. We Booker's going to start playing quicker now, I bet, too. We just needed to get out. We can't have a slow dude like Aiton and a slow dude like Chris Paul still. We need to get out. Do you think do you think this had to do with the with the last portion of the of the playoffs to where yes. Booker was going off? Yes. Was moving fast. If we if we had a third that played decent, we probably right. take that series 7. Yeah. Like minimum. Minimum. Shit, we were about to do it with a healthy Chris Paul. So you get somebody else that's playing just as fast and can pop off just as much as Book can. I mean, for the past three or four years, he's he's averaged thirty plus points. He's averaged more than, more than Devin Booker. He didn't has he more like experience the, putting the ball in the hole. Didn't he have like one of the top three playoff performances this last year as far as scoring wise? Book, mm, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Been a, 
Yeah. I think it's like oh, top you mean, two oh, you mean book? Three. Yeah. Yeah. His scoring average was like top two or top three of all time uh, for playoffs. Yeah, like Jokic got into like the top five towards the end. Um, but uh, but uh, when it comes to shooting percentage and true shooting, yeah, Book answered that conversation. And a couple games, actually. Is Ricky Rubio a free agent? Um, he's still dealing with that ACL thing. Well, let's not talk about Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Rubio as a backup would be dope. But, as yeah. a backup? Yeah. Shit, if we're going to go that route, I don't want Ricky Rubio. Let's go to Miami or – no, he ain't even in Miami no more. But where's Dragic at? Uh, uh Dragic, Dragic was in Chicago, but he uh, yeah. he's a free agent this year. I'd love to have Dragic as a backup. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We we need to have players. I think now more than ever, given our three stars. I'll take anybody. Thank you, by the way. Given our three stars, we need players that can fit defined roles no matter what. I think that's from that's the gist of this conversation that I've gotten around. Like. We need players that that can fit specific roles. If you're TJ McConnell, you know what he's going to provide. If it's another name that I like that you weren't here for, JNS, I said Trey Lyles. He's a free agent uh, power forward. I love Trey Lyles. But he, again, a guy that knows exactly what he's about to do, right? Um, you need those dudes now more than ever. Um, fellas, I got to get going and wrap up. It's been an almost two-hour pod, Jay Ness. It's always good to talk to you, man. I'm so glad we got to do so again. Been too long. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it going. Diamondbacks are kicking ass. USA just beat Canada today. Uh, it's going to be a good couple weeks in Phoenix Suns free agent trade draft day talk. And then we got the All-Star game for MLB. And then shortly after that, we got the Cardinals coming up and we got Arizona State football, which I'm really pumped about. Like all of a sudden, the dog days of summer have become, man, what's next? Right. This feels like that, uh, that like we were talking about October, November area of last year, man, was so much stuff was popping up and we we're so excited. But now it's actually. Yeah. Rolling. It's just and- filler now. It's just filler. At the end of August, don't forget Team USA and FIBA, and we get to see the Twins play in FIBA. I will be in Vegas. Twins again. I will be in Vegas covering uh, the USA event, uh, that whole that whole stuff. So That's cool. we can get some live footage and some interviews and some stuff. I know a lot of people in the uh, USA NGB community, the uh, the NGB National Governing Body community. So maybe I can uh, get some tickets to go do something like that because it ain't too far away. That would be dope, but. I'm looking forward. There's a lot of good things this summer, you guys. So sports are good. Everybody is good. Happy Father's Day. Uh, Jay Ness, special guest. Uh, leave us off with a little something. What do you got? Um, I just would like to take the time to, uh, first of all, thank you guys. Uh, been some of my favorite people that I've encountered uh, doing what I've been doing. Uh, He's on fire! Uh, appreciate you guys letting me on again. Happy Father's Day to the both of you. Um, you too, bro. And 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 the smiles, man. We're all three fucking smiling, bro. It's been it's, it's been about a year, thirteen months since we lost Game Seven to Dallas. Since we've been able to do this, it's been rough, man. And for us three, with Amit too involved, Amit uh, involved, we've gone through a lot, ups and downs, <laughs> together. And um, I'm just excited, man. I I just, I want to see us successful. I'm um. I'm just happy we can smile and, and look forward to progressive lists and going back to where we were um, losing to the Bucks. That That's what I'm on, the Bucks. 
Yeah. Shit. Bring them on this season too. Yeah. I want I want the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the smoke. Bring bring it on. I can't wait to play Dallas. I can't wait to play Dallas. Oh, I can't wait to play Dallas. I can't wait to I can't wait to beat Denver now. Cause you know what happens after you make your first championship run. Yeah, it ain't as special you. the next time. It's harder. Everybody's gunning for you. You've played a long time. You know now. You, now you're probably tired, and I, I'm I'm ready. Uh, JJ, what do yep. you got for us before we head out? Man, what a time to be an Arizona sports fan. Man, the Cardinals are in a committed rebuild, some sort of direction. The first time in half a decade. Uh, the Diamondbacks looking like one of the better teams in the league. And, First time uh, in half a decade. Uh, yeah, in over half a decade. And then the Phoenix Suns still in the mix after every year since 2020 of people saying our window is closed. And we continue to open it and broaden it. And uh, we're just coming back stronger uh, this upcoming year. And people are going to be gunning for us. And we have to take this bite the bullet and go our hardest and not fuck around, man. Like, like this is our opportunity here. And like I health and luck are the biggest things, but we have to stay composed. And I think Frank Vogel and the rest of the coaching staff can put us over. So I'm really looking forward to this next uh, sports year. Uh, it's going to be huge. And, you know, us covering mostly Phoenix suns going forward. I mean, like, all eyes uh, on this team going forward, man. Well said. And I'm going to say one thing. Everybody's going to be talking even more shit about the Suns. Yeah. Everyone's going to be saying more and more and more. Lakers clear them. Uh, Nets this. Denver that. Denver and five. Denver and four. Man, just bookmark it. We, we, don't, we don't need to say shit. Matt Ishby is doing it for us with his pocketbook. Just bookmark, man. Bro's taking pushes on the sideline, bro. He like he won us a playoff game. <laughs> hey, he <laughs> was really <laughs> him getting in it with Jokic of all the people in the NBA. I'm like, dude is really with it. He really wants to, he really loves this team. He ain't fucking around, man. He, he ain't fucking dude. around. Just wait till we sign uh uh Bob Myers in like a month at the end of Jan- July randomly we'll sign Bob Myers from the Warriors and and yeah. he'll throw all this money at him cuz cuz he don't care. Yeah. Watch that happen too. What a good time in sports. Not going to play the outro. We're just going to uh get out of here. He's on fire podcast. Like, subscribe, all that shit. Go Suns. Cheers. See you, y'all.